Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. Tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. We've been talking a lot over the last couple episodes about social media. I broke down Twitter and then a little bit about Facebook and Instagram. And over the last two weeks, I've had the opportunity to speak at a couple different events, including the Social Shakeup Show in, uh, say that three times fast, the Social Shakeup Show um, in Atlanta. And I'm currently actually recording this uh, as I got over to Newcastle in the UK. And one of the things that, you know, I talked a lot about Twitter, a lot about Facebook and Instagram, but what I want to cover on this episode is the importance of your first impression, your digital first impression, being more than just what you convey online. But I'll get a little bit more details of that, but I'm excited, you know, uh, this podcast is a lot of fun, and the more stages that I get on, the more people ask me about, you know, different content that I'm creating, and I was asked a really interesting question on stage uh, last week on the Social Shakeup show uh, by Jerry, and I was up there with uh, Yes Jules, um, Work With Coach, and then Sean Doris, and we were on stage as influencers, and they asked us a simple question and said, you know, if you were going to pick one, if you were going to be, you know, set on a desert island and you were going to be given one place or one vehicle to create content, what would that vehicle be? And of course, some said, uh, I think Yes Jules said, uh, she said nothing because she'd rather have no phone. But if she had to, she would say it was um, it was Snapchat. Uh, I believe Shandoris said, you know, YouTube or Snapchat. Uh, work with Coach, uh, you know, said um, Twitter was his favorite. And, and for me, you know, Twitter is my is really been my favorite social network for the longest time. It just fits me. I really enjoy that platform. Um, Instagram currently at the moment is the most uh, enjoyable for me. I really enjoy it from a content consumption. I also love creating Instagram stories. Um, from a business perspective, LinkedIn has been um, the number one driver of business for me um, for the most part um, over the last, I'd say, nine months especially. But when I it was my turn to answer the question, I actually said – that I would rather just be able to create my podcast episodes uh, from uh, this desert island. And the reason is, is, you know, I really do feel that, you know, when I meet people at different events, and I know I met a couple of you last week in Atlanta and a couple more here in Newcastle, when I meet people that listen to the podcast, there's just a, there's a connection. There's like, you know, and for me, I, I answered this question and said podcasting because what podcasting allows is for you, the audience, to paint your own picture of what I'm talking about or what I'm describing, you know, and there's some shows about crime that are really great podcasts. There's podcasts um, where, you know, there's different adventure type shows and it's because it allows you, the listener to craft the, the narrative in your own kind of way. You get to pick what the characters look like or what the scenario is, or even you get to pick what you think the place is that you would, that I'm recording this, this episode um, right now. And I think this is really important to think about when we're looking at content when we're thinking about like the future and, and on this episode, one of the things that I wanted to kind of cover is that, you know, I've had a, a couple people uh, come up to me and actually I, I just uh, finished sending a contract off 
um, for a brand uh, to, to speak at a big brand. And the brand said, you know, Brian, part of the reason we really wanted to hire you is that, you know, you do a lot of content online. You're really great on stage, but you do a great job of kind of connecting that world. And what the, the quote was, was that your T-shirt game is on point. Yes, I have a brand that's going to be paying me thousands and thousands of dollars to speak at their event. And they said, my T-shirt game is on point. And I posted that on, on social after uh, it happened. And I had a lot of people kind of say, well, Brian, you know, not everyone should be wearing T-shirts or, you know, don't tell me the T-shirts what got you the gig and, you know, to each their own. And some people and, – and here's what I want to kind of talk through this episode on is that what I believe they meant is that, you know, I wore a T-shirt. Uh, I was talking about the uh, millennials uh, on, the, on the day three of Social Shakeup Show. And I had a Sandlot shirt on, you know, you're killing me smalls was the, was the shirt that I was wearing. And the reason I wore that shirt on that day is because I oftentimes is, am labeled the, the token millennial and the t-shirt kind of um, played very nicely into um, the conversation. It was actually part of the story. And, you know, when I'm on stage, you know, everything from the shoes I'm wearing to how I walk out to the music that I walk out to, to the, the way that my slides are crafted all of that is a way of telling a story. And I think this is an interesting world that we're living in is that, you know, we, I say things like this all the time. I say, you know, there's a difference between, there's no difference between online and offline. It's just called living. And we need to focus on living our lives and not separating what we do online from separating what we do offline. And that's extremely important. But the question becomes, what does that look like? Or how do I make that happen? And for me, what this is for me is that, you know, the story that I'm telling, the story, you know, the authentic, you know, when you're trying to be authentic, it isn't about trying to be something. And I actually don't think you be authentic. I think what happens is, is when you're being yourself and you're able to convey your message and your story in your own way, that's then conveyed as authenticity. And, you know, in this world where oftentimes, and I believe this to be the case, is that um, we we without question, our first impression, even when we're meeting somebody offline for the first time, probably happens online. You Google someone's name or you look them up on LinkedIn or you, you follow them on Instagram the day before you go to meet them. You know, I, I'm meeting uh, a client later on this afternoon here in Newcastle and the connection was made yesterday, but I spent this morning doing a little online research or you could call it stalking or um, business intelligence um, to find out a little bit more about the, the person, a little bit more about the company. I went to their, uh, the Instagram page. I went and uh, read a little bit about them on LinkedIn. And and to me, what the interesting part about this is it's not just about having a great digital first impression or a, an online first impression, but it's making sure that it all is in sync. You know, I talk about that, you know, yes, every social network, uh, when, when you Google your name or every social network that you're on, your profile should be something very similar or should be telling the same narrative, maybe just in a different way, depending on the platform. So if you look me up on LinkedIn, you look me up on Facebook, you look me up on Twitter, look me up on Tumblr or Pinterest, um, you're going to get a lot of the same narrative from me because that consistency is extremely important. And I guess what the theme of this episode for me is that your consistency when you're going online to offline or offline to online or even better online to offline then back to online the consistency of your brand message the consistency of your narrative the consistency of how you tell your story must be in sync 
Because as soon as there's a disconnect, if you are portraying, you know, and there's people online right now that portray, you know, hey, I'm the rich guy and I do all these things and my, I live my life by the seat of my pants. Yet when you when they get hired by a brand, they need everything to be process oriented and they, they want payment up front and they, they're really stickler about money and all of these things. If these things don't match up in the digital world to, or in the world we live in today – I believe that is what lose is how you lose business. I believe that is how you will never build trust with your community, with your audience, with your clients. And this is something that I think really no one is is breaking down at this level because yes, my the the person said that my t-shirt game was on point. But I think the bigger piece of that is they know that like when I create content, if you guys follow me on Instagram stories, you know, I document my life. I let you guys come along with the journey. I get to you get to go watch me eat five guys with my daughters. You get to watch me in the airport, get frustrated with customer service. You get to come with me when I go on tours of a castle or maybe I'm having uh, drinks at night with some of the, uh, the people that are attending the event. But all of that is part of me telling my story. And some people ask well, Brian, what's the ROI of doing those Instagram stories? You only get, you know, three hundred or four hundred people um, to watch those stories, and and to me, this is a, this is that bigger picture where it's it's not about I need someone to watch my content or consume my content every day, and even for this podcast, if there's if the title of an episode or five minutes into an episode you're no longer interested in the topic, I don't want you to listen to the whole episode because you feel you have to. But what I I do want to make sure to convey is that. I give people the option to consume how they want to consume, but I also they they always get me. They always get my way of doing things, you know. And this is this is even funny because some people were uh, here in uh, Newcastle, England, when they met me for the first time. They came up to me and said, "Wow, Brian, you do talk really fast uh, in person." And they were like, "Well, we knew that you talked fast on your podcast and on your videos, but we just assumed." That was because you were so fired up and we heard, you know, we've watched you on stage and, but we didn't expect when we're getting drinks or we're hanging out backstage for you to still talk fast. And I I kind of laughed because I was like, well, you know, that would be a really interesting marketing tactic or a really interesting play is that, you know, I'm the talk fast guy, but really I'm only talking fast when I'm passionate. And so I think this is something for all of us to think about. And I want, I want you to think about this is that does your wardrobe, does the way that you carry yourself, does the way that you shake somebody's hand offline match what you're portraying online and as simple as this you know if you're the person that whenever if you're a great networker and I met some really great networkers over the last two weeks if you're a great networker and when you network with someone you're you're really good at like starting the conversation you don't ask how's the weather or where you're from because that's the most boring forced conversations that exist but you're someone that's like oh tell me your why or tell me something you're doing that's amazing or you know if you're one of those people what I challenge you is do you do the same thing on email when you send someone an email do you convey your great networking skills in email marketing you know this is one of the things that I struggle with doing an email newsletter Um, and this is something I'm going to change very soon is that the email newsletter to me always felt too polished too produced too disruptive and so I don't do very many email newsletters but the interesting thing about it is I don't why should I have to do the email newsletter like everyone else when I do everything else my own way and so I'm going to start doing some email newsletters where they're more an email and it's more of me just sharing my thoughts and some of the things that are going on. And it's because I think this is uh, this is a key element is that no matter how you meet somebody, no matter where someone connects with you, everything you do, 
from the clothes you wear to the signature line in your email address to the, the, the brands that you talk about to how you talk about your friends to how you amplify other people. Every one of those things, every single aspect there is a way of telling your story. It's a way of creating a long-lasting impression. And so, yes, you know, I, I wear different T-shirts. And, and the funny thing is if an event where I was going to where I felt – that to convey the message that I wanted to convey, I should be wearing a suit jacket, um, probably not a tie because I don't like a tie, but if I should be wearing a suit jacket and nice pants, not jeans and a t-shirt, um, then I will, I will gladly do that. And I think that's, that's, there's a difference between um, just c kind of being disruptive and disconnected and being yourself but understanding your audience. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed talking to people um, uh, in Atlanta last week that were at that event because one of the things that they were asking me about was these questions about, you know, well, Brian, how do you create so much content or how do you how do you connect with people in all these different backgrounds? And, you know, I get to speak, you know, I'm going to speak at a beauty event uh, for the beauty.org organization um, at the end of the year here. I, I've, I've talked to, uh, you know, I work with different brands. I'm here at a startup event this week. And, and part of the reason that I get to talk to all these different brands and all these different industries, and I think what really has allowed me to be very successful is that it's my ability to relate with with the audience and do it in a way that makes the most sense, right? And if let's say if I was doing the same that same presentation, but I was presenting it at uh, let's say at Apple headquarters or Google Google headquarters, well Google's probably not an example, but somewhere if I was if I was presenting it at a more formal event, maybe I was presenting the millennial mindset conversation to the the Department of Defense, which I you know I love that that keynote. Um, I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't wear that same t-shirt, right? So this is something that, you know, is really interesting is that, you know, I, I'm kind of rambling on here, but what I really want you to, to kind of wrap your head around is that you need to understand your audience. You need to understand the importance of your consistency across online and offline. And that consistency has to come across in everything you do. The way that you shake someone's hand, the eye contact that you make, even funny enough, how you how you introduce your friends to somebody, right? And and this is one that I got yesterday um, at, here in Newcastle is that somebody came up to me and they're like, Brian, I really have to, I'm really excited. I need to introduce you to such and such. And the way that they introduced me to this other person was so so authentic and so real and they and, and they were genuine and really genuine that I actually now have more respect for this other person and, and I want to do more business with them and this other person is someone that I've been connected with on social for four years it's someone that I've been uh, you know I've done some business with in the past and but that that person's ability to celebrate somebody's somebody else and introduce them to me offline now I'm like wow they are a really they are a super connector they they're great at connecting people online they're great at connecting people offline they're great at talking about connecting people but they also portray that in everything they do and so I don't think I get hired because I have I I know how to go to Spencer's and get great t-shirts um, I don't think I get hired because I'm the guy that is wearing shiny shoes or I'm the guy that walks in and, and people assume is the millennial but what I do believe that I get hired for and I think we can all learn this lesson is that I get hired because people know what they're gonna get 
and that, and that my consistency is what's paying off. 2018 right now has been the best year of my business in the last it's, – it's the best year I've ever had as an entrepreneur and we're not even halfway over. And the reason that is for me is because I believe my consistency from 2015 to 2016 to 2017, my ability to continue to not only put out content but to be the same person in everything I do and to give it my all. You know, I, I, I was hosting the event um, and Social Shake Up and, and I was also the opening keynote. So I ended up being on stage about six or seven times over the over the three days. I also you know went out every one of the nights to hang out with the, the audience and have a good time. And I love doing what I do. I love that ability. But it's the reason I'm able to do it at that scale and go nonstop and and really have so much fun with it. But the reason that all comes together for me is just the simple fact that it's I don't have to be anything that I am not. I don't have to do things the way that other people do them. I do them my own way. You know, even, you know, how I, you know, set up a microphone or how I connect with other people. And I think we can all do that. And so I want you to, I challenge you, the, the FOMO fans community, you know, it's not about Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, but it's about, you know, having a, a consistent impression and making sure that your consistency shines through in everything you do. The way that your website is, the first impression when you go to your social profile, maybe even your business card. You know, when I give out my business card, I usually get the the, the comment I usually get back is, "Oh yeah, I expected you to have a very bright, shiny, um, you know, unique business card." And my, and my new business cards say, "Press the damn button" on the back, um, and it's so funny because they they expect that because that's who I am. I'm loud and I am you know boisterous and I like shi- you know I like my black and gold colors and my red shoes. And if my business card was a starch you know, white business card with just regular, you know, traditional writing and didn't have anything that was me on it. It's a disconnect, right? And the more disconnects you have, the less you become memorable, the less that people will not only remember you, but the less they will believe you in who you are. So make sure, think about it. And it's not about doing all of that at once, but, you know, just look at your impression. When you, when someone meets you offline, when someone goes to your website, when someone goes to your Twitter account, when someone watches your video, maybe when someone listens to your podcast, is what they're getting a consistent message? Is what they're getting your true self from start to finish? And that's what I love being able to do. And it's taken me a while to build this. And yes, I've had some pitfalls. But I, I really do love having this podcast. I love being able to connect with people around the world. But I also love being able to hopefully inspire you to not only press the damn button, which is my new mantra, but inspire you to realize that you can create a great online persona, but if you suck offline, it's not going to help. Or you can be a great networker offline and do all of these amazing things. But if you're if you're someone different when you're online, that disconnect will be the downfall for you. My name is Brian Fanzo. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, episode 73. I challenge you to get out there, be consistent, tell your story, share your message. And you know what? Wear some damn good t-shirts because it's working for me. Cheers, my friends.